All right, welcome to another uh, podcast from Grow Haze. This is your host, uh, Chris Munch. Uh, uh, whether you like that or not, I guess it really doesn't matter because I'm here running the controls. Uh, right, uh, Mr. Williams? Doug Williams is joining us, the executive director of Grow Haze. Good to be here. Are, are you positive? I'm happy to be here with you running controls on this, an air, airplane or something like that. I would not be on it with you. I can just tell you that right now. I, you know, I'll tell you, it's always been a kind of a dream of mine to be sitting in the back of an airplane and they come bursting out of the front door and say, the pilot has collapsed. Can somebody land this plane? I would be the first person to put my hand up. I would just be hoping they had parachutes. <laughs> and uh, today we are joined uh, by uh, a local businessman, Aaron Gray. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm going to hit you right out of the gate. What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, what, gosh. What, like when you were small, you what, what did you want to do? Um, I'm not real sure. I, I don't think I ever had any idea as far as like what I wanted to do. Um, I knew I just liked to tinker. Uh, uh, I, I remember as a young kid, I used to build stuff out of... Um, double a batteries that was kind of my first experience with uh tinkering if you will but was, that's about as early memories i can remember you know as far as hands-on ah. i remember i remember building a flashlight out of double a batteries aluminum foil <laughs> a, a little bulb a little macgyver yeah you know and and that's kind of just i don't know are you uh did you uh, uh you know when i grew up i had an erector set mm-hmm. you, yeah Yep, it's just a little tinkering, building. Mm-hmm. Yep, I did. You those. know what a rector set is? I know what an rector set is. <laughs> I never had one, but I know what it is. Oh, now we now we see the disconnect. Why you can't build anything? When I grew up, I had a five iron. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody needs a five iron. Uh, that's too funny. So, uh, so the reason we've got Aaron here today is because uh, you are about as new a business owner as we're going to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, what. Take us, you know, kind of down your path of how you've ended up where you are. Like, what's your background? So, um, you know, the background comes really from the collision industry, um, painting cars. And the way that the way that, that was structured, um, the way that I made my money was a, like, if you didn't show up and get anything done, you, you, uh, you didn't make no money, right? And so it was all about drive every single day. And that I did that for 12 years. And so after doing that for so long, I kind of just got bored um, and realized that I, I want to maybe try to learn how to do upholstery and sew. And I just kind of started doing it out of my house as a hobby. And it was just for fun. And, you know, one thing led to another. You know, I'd do a little project for somebody, and they'd go show their friend, and they'd bring me a project. And it just kept – and it got to the point where I was using vacation days from the body shop to go home and work. And uh, after I did that a few times, I thought, man, I just – I wonder. Um, So, I mean, really, that's kind of how it started. It was just a hobby. So uh, your your experience in the paint and collision and and the body shop business – how, how did you, I mean, was that something you just wanted to do? Is it something that just kind of, like, I, I want to go to school for this? It's just, uh, I mean, where did that come from? Right. So I was working at a call center uh, years and years ago, and apparently I upset uh, the wrong gal, <laughs> and she keyed both sides of my truck, clear down to the bare metal, <laughs> front to back. And um, 
I that was my first experience with a body shop. So I took it to a local body shop here in town, and they did the repairs on it. And the, the owner of the shop let me come in every day and just see the progress. And I was just absolutely mind blown how that all worked. And I asked the owner, I said, could I maybe have a job? And he said, I tell you what, you seem like a kid that is attention to detail because you've been in here every day. Customers don't do that. He said, why don't you go to school? So I went to school uh, at Salina Tech um, and actually graduated early. Uh, If you do good throughout the year, you get to graduate early and go start working your last month of school. Doug, have you ever graduated early from anything? Because I haven't. I've never graduated from anything. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. So so you graduate early, and, like, it's your calling. I mean, is this something you're just – what is it about that business that just made you go, like, I like this? Uh, Befores and afters. I I just love taking something that's wrecked and – and, and the upholstery is no different now. You know, somebody brings me an old wreck seat that's broke down and ugly. I can make it nice again. Um, you know, and for me, the collision is a very rewarding industry. There's really good money to be made um, if you've got that drive. I've seen a lot of kids come out of school thinking because they've got all this money invested in all these fancy tools, they're going to just walk into a shop and make all, you know, doesn't work that way. Um, so... You know, it's, yeah, I mean. So this back to back to your, uh, you said something that kind of makes me perk up a little bit, this attention to detail. Like what, what is that? Like what is that in you? Is that something that's in your whole life? Is that, is it, have you always been that way? I mean, how, how does that flow into what you do? Oh, no. Um, you know, I feel kind of like in, like looking back, uh, the jobs that I had, I don't know, I want to say before I, like, matured, like, uh, I I feel like you're either a a hammer or a nail. That's how I've always, you know, like, when I worked construction when I was younger and stuff, I always just did what my boss said. You know, you never thought about measurements. You never thought about what was coming next. You you know what I'm saying? You just just got told what to do, and so you just did it. Well, when you get into the collision industry, that's what really separated me because – there is nobody standing over you, a boss per se, saying, hey, you need to go take this apart. And then when you're done with that, go take that apart. You just either grab the bull and you, you know what I'm saying? You, right. you just make it happen. Or So the attention to detail, that it came from the collision industry. You know, the, we were working on really nice new vehicles, and so they needed to look like they were brand new when they left. Um, and it just, you know, when I was working for somebody – I didn't have any of that, you know, uh, kind of goes back to my own house thing, you know, that I'm doing. I was thinking about that on the way here this morning. I thought if I was paid to be a construction worker today, I'd be so broke because I'm so, I'm slow. I'm incredibly slow. Right. I'm so picky about everything just being perfect. Right. And, and, and I could attest to your, uh, your attention to detail. Like you, you, yeah. I mean, when you told me you were, uh, building a wall in your basement and you were screwing it together and I offered you a nail gun that you could put it together and five minutes, but you oh. insisted on taking the hour and 45 minute route. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was oh, yeah. like, all right, yep. but, but I have no doubt it's going to be done right and very, and, and well. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, it's kind of a chain reaction deal. You know, if you, uh, uh, if you start with the foundation and that's right, the very next thing will be right. And if you get that right, the next thing is right. 
And it's no different than repairing cars or a seat. It all starts with a solid, straight, just good foundation. Um, right. And everything else from there. Right. So it's like, why would you skip on the foundation and then expect really good results at the end? You're, you're not going to get them. Right. I mean. Which, which in the car industry, I can see that if you don't put something together well in the beginning, then it's your, maybe the door is never going, you can never adjust the door correct or mm-hmm. the fender's never going to fit quite right. Right. So yeah. I, I can see how that all flows together. So now let's jump into, um, so uh, what, a couple summers ago already, I, I see you at the entrepreneur class that's uh, that was down here at Grow Haze. Yep. Here you are sitting here and I'm like, I, I, I'll be honest with you. And you we were sitting there, I was like, huh, he's going to start a body shop. Maybe that's what he's thinking. So yeah. the, the, the entrepreneurship class, um, um, Doug, you can share uh, what, what exactly was that class? I think we shared a little bit in our last uh, podcast. But. Well, that was our Think Like an Entrepreneur class sponsored by Network Kansas, one of our partners. And it's a class where it teaches you a little bit of the basics of entrepreneurship. You know, what, what you need to be thinking about, what it takes, uh, also, in that particular class, as we talked last time, it, it mixed in uh, newbies like Aaron with old guys like Chris <laughs> uh, and Mike Keller, say, from Ellis, who have lots of experience in, in being entrepreneurs. And so uh, it was a really good class, a lot of really good interaction. And uh, we hopefully will be doing others of those, but uh, that's what that one was about. Yeah, that, I, I found it valuable. Uh, Aaron, are you an entrepreneur? Oh. I don't know. I wouldn't think so. I don't know. You know, a lot of people say I am, but I. <clears throat> what is an entrepreneur? Do you, what is that? When I, when somebody says that to you, what do you, what flashes in your mind? I mean, I think, uh, I, I mean, an entrepreneur, I think, you know, somebody that starts something from nothing or just always looking for the next thing, uh, a development or, uh, doesn't even have to be self-employment. Um, I mean, Anybody that just does their own thing, uh, maybe. I, I, I love that because I think, I think when you ask an entrepreneur what is an entrepreneur, I think they all have pretty much the same answer. And sometimes if you ask somebody if they're an entrepreneur and they have the definition down perfect, they're struggling maybe to really be an entrepreneur. You know, Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Yeah. So you had a, I, I'll be honest, you had a lot of self-doubt in that class. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... I just had this conversation last night with my wife. I said, for 12 years, I worked my butt off in the collision industry, made a what I think was a really good living, and I thought, we're going to walk away from this. This is nuts. And I still think that to this day because, you know, it's not all about money. It definitely is not. Um, but fortunately, that is what pays bills, right? right? And so – there was just a level of comfort. I had a system. I had a routine every day. I did this day in, day out for years. And, and I just, that class is what pushed me. Had I not taken that class, I would not be sitting here. I would not have a, an upholstery shop. That class was huge to me. Um, sure. So to just, a lot of people don't. They want to go do their own thing. They're all geared up and to just quit your career and just go start your own thing, that's scary. Yeah, I, I think when a, people, a lot of people are at the bottom of the barrel, they have nothing else to turn to. I don't know that the decision's even any easier. You know, maybe then money's not as available or, you know, here you are walking away from a career and you have a family. 
Um, you have a wife and a couple kids and a house and payments and, and all of a sudden we're they're looking at a building and yep. great upholstery. Yep. yep. Like like the jump, the leap. Yeah. It was I mean, it's real. It's I mean, it's as real as you I remember I remember my last day at the body shop on a Friday. I walked into my upholstery shop uh, on a Monday and I sat down at my machine, which was a few weeks earlier than that in my basement of my house. And here I am in this big echoey building just by myself. That was a cold, scary feeling, you know, and I thought, here we go. You know, like, <laughs> isn't it supposed to be scary? Doug, have you ever been scared in a situation like that? Never smart enough to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I think, uh, <clears throat> there's a level of, I, I guess probably the best way to say it is there's probably got to be some level of stupidity involved, isn't there? I mean, well, I, I don't know if I would call it stupidity, but I will say one thing about Aaron. He did it the way a lot of uh, entrepreneurs do it. He, he uh, side gigged right. that, that business. He, he had an interest in upholstery. He taught himself. He went to school even while he was employed with his uh, body shop employer. So he knew it wasn't like he was burning all the ships on the shore. Yeah, it's a big step, but you knew there was business out there. Oh, sure. Uh, because you were as busy as you could be on the side. Sure. So, uh, you know, it wasn't jumping off the cliff. Now, there's a lot of things that you've learned since then, a lot of things that go with it, but at least you had, had dipped your toe in the water. Sure, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, and that was kind of my whole reason. I did a little homework prior to just doing it. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I'm not uh, – I feel like if you're going to start a business, do a little research, make sure there's a market there. Uh, Cause why do all that? You know? So I, and I asked around in, in the, the two years that I did this from home, that kind of proved to me, you know, uh, I never really had a dry spell even from home. You know, I remember my first year I was building boat covers out behind my house in the alley while it was snowing, wearing bibs. <laughs> I mean, I was freezing cold. So I, th I th it's just neat to kind of see that I've got a heated shop now. I can fit any size of boat in my shop. And so it's just, it's kind of nice to take that in once in a while. It's like, I remember standing out in an alley working on this. Uh, and, you know, here we are. And, you know, it's kind of like you and I were talking the other day, the, the thing, and it's nice to hear people say that 20 years from now, you're still going to have that fear. You're still going to have that drive, that everyday concern. You know, that's something that was I'm learning to deal with every day. The fear is there. The fear is what drives me. Is it a fear of failure? Fear of not being able to provide? What's the, what is the fear? Uh, just falling short. Not, you know, right. bills come for every single person. Bills come each month, right? That's just part of life. So for me, that's that, you know, is the money there to pay the electric, the, this, that, you know? Uh, and it's funny. Cause I'm like, well, we're one year in, we made it. I remember feeling the same way today as I did a year ago. And I'm like, well, we're still here. Can we do another year? So, you know, my wife always encourages me that that fear is a good thing. You know, that's, that's what, that's what drives. And I learned a lot of that from the, the, um, class that we took, you know, I remember Paul McDonald yep. giving that speech and he had fear highlighted out of those list of things. And his speech has always stuck. Yeah, I think that, about it couple times a week I'm just I get stressed I get overwhelmed but you, you just don't quit you just, how, how do you how do you balance that with 
you know, you've got fear. Fear is definitely a driving factor, but now you, you know, you're not just a, you're not just a one man show. It's it'd be probably be a lot easier if it was just you and you didn't have a family. Cause you could, you could eat, sleep and you'd probably be, you'd live down there. I could. Oh yeah. You'd be in a, I know you'd be in a cot and you'd be upstairs. <laughs> I and, would. Yep. Yeah. I know you would. So it's probably a good thing you have a family. Yeah. No, it, they are my balance. You know, even my days, it's unreal. My days when I go to work, five o'clock comes at me so fast it's it's unreal uh and that's the nice thing it doesn't matter what i'm doing how stressed i am how busy how behind whatever at a quarter to five i leave and go pick up my daughter i don't have a choice so right i think that's probably good for you uh yes it's frustrating most days it's like (laughs) i'm not done i'm not far enough you know (laughs) it can't be five and so but you have to you gotta shut the shop down and leave and so that is nice. Uh, I, I, I'm thankful when I wake up the next morning and I didn't grind till 10 o'clock or midnight that night, you know, uh, you, you got to step away. Cause the thing that I'm starting to really understand, you can only do so much in a day. So like, don't get overwhelmed about it. I mean, are I, you, uh, you know, you've, you and I've had some discussions about hiring help and, and, you know, splitting, you know, training other people and how does that play in? Are, are, are you headed down that path? Are you thinking you want to get some more people? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've got a, I got a good friend of mine now that comes in on Fridays and, and works with me. Um, just kind of same thing for him, just a fun little hobby, but it's, it's amazing how much more gets done. Um, the hiring somebody else, it needs to happen. The work is there. I've just, that's, that's kind of another venue that I've learned, um, another level of, of stress and making sure that they're lined out and, you know, um, I, I need to do some more homework on what that takes. Right. Uh, Doug, is there any, is there any, uh, I'm sure all the people you've worked with, is there fear out there that here, here you bring in somebody, you train them, you teach them, and then they become your competition? Well, that happens all the time, and it's it definitely is a challenge. But you've, you know, the, the reality is, one person can only do so much, just like what Aaron's saying. And so, to grow your business, you have to leverage it through others. And uh, so, while it's a challenge, and while you hate to train your competition, uh, I think that not everybody is cut out to be a business owner. And so, most of the people that would come to work for you are not going to be your competition. If you treat them right, give them a good atmosphere to work in, they'll stay a long time. Yeah, and I think I remember uh, I remember years and years ago you told me uh, some you know when somebody wants to kind of copy or duplicate what you're doing, that should be a compliment. Uh, you know that they maybe you've trained them well or or but but I think there you you do have to balance it and just it's part of the deal. You can only do so much with your hands. Yeah, and I, Doug said it best. Uh, you either work in the business or you work on the business. I mean, I am so deep in the business right now that it's not growing. I'm still getting, you know what I mean? It's, there's, there's so many things that I could do uh, between some of the hot rod classes that I've attended. There's things that I want to do and grow this thing, things that I could show the Hayes people. And once they see what I can build, I mean, my gosh, the sky's the limit. Uh, I just can't get to that point yet. So Yes, eventually I would love to see two or three techs in there that all enjoy doing what I do. Uh, 
So, so here's here's how we're going to wrap this up with a with a final question for you. So, uh, you're going to click on this podcast two years from now. But we'll just go two years from now. Okay. Give yourself some advice. Give myself. I some want an- you to give yourself some advice that you could click on this podcast and listen to it. What uh, what advice would you give Aaron Gray at Great Upholstery? Um, I'd be honest. If if I was going to give myself some advice, I would say. Do, do a better job at balancing life. Uh, I, I that, That's probably where I would be, you know. Um, just do a better job at balancing life, you know, family. I spend as much time with my family as I possibly can, but then I also got to shut that off and then go to work and then shut that off and now fix my house. And sh- you know, it. Uh, my mind goes so many different directions, so. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. And uh, we're going to kind of finish it up right there. Uh, Thanks, Aaron, for coming in. Thank you. Doug, for coming in. Um, I'm your host, uh, Chris Munch, uh, Grow Hayes. If you have any comments or, you know, if you have any ideas for future shows or podcasts, or if you'd like to be a guest on our show, um, just give us a holler. Um, Shoot Doug an email. Give Doug a call down here at Grow Hayes, and uh, we'll go from there.